welcome to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast, a sacred place and resource for spiritually centered women who want to go from the mundane to the magical life for overcoming fear and doubt, reconnecting with the goddess, understanding messages from spirit, and uncovering your spiritual gifts so you can finally live the life you deserve. Hello there, Spiritual Trailblazer, and welcome back to another awesome episode of Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia. I have a very special guest, and I cannot wait for you to meet her. So without further ado, we have Juna Lee here. She is an author, transformational life coach, inspirational speaker, access consciousness, certified facilitator, and co-founder of Life Inspired an energetic and creative platform for personal growth, offering workshops and sessions worldwide and online. Her radio show and podcast, Joy, Vulnerability, and Pizza, is available on all your favorite podcast platforms where she and other change agents invite everyone to be, do, and have a life that they love. She travels the world facilitating access consciousness classes and her signature Create Your Magical Life workshops. You can get in contact and connect with Junalee at her website, which I will uh, include in the description of this episode, which is junalee.com. And her Facebook is Life Inspired with Junalee. And her Instagram is Life Inspired Junalee. All, again, will be in the description of this episode. So welcome. Thank you, Tia. I'm so excited. Thank you for this. Yeah. I'm super excited for you to be here. And one thing I love about the guests that come on the show is where they're from. And uh-huh. right now you're in Lebanon. <laughs> I love the connection. <laughs> yeah, I live here. I live in Lebanon, but I am from Canada. Okay. Uh, yes, but I have been living here for the last uh, nine years around there. Yes. So I live and work here. And Wonderful. I'm yeah. Here. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, yes. Same here. When I was uh, on, on your website, I saw that, you know, you lived and worked in so many countries and I was just fascinated. So I'm going to dive right into this episode topic, which is working through fear and doubt. And, and I'm definitely going to explain why I have the, the words working through as opposed to other words. But the, the one thing that uh, I, I wanted to, to ask you when I saw all the places you lived and worked is, do you think when it comes to working through fear and doubt that diversifying one life by including travel and even living in other places would help? Could that be a, a possible barrier? Like living in different places could be a possible barrier. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, sorry, uh, um, when I meant to say was to overcome fear and doubt, could, could changing one's life, uh-huh. such as uprooting, overcome fear and doubt, is it that sometimes people are just stagnant because they lived in a certain place for a long time or they just done something for a long time that they need to just uproot themselves and, and have that, that massive change in their life? Right. Well, actually, you know, it's all a choice. Um, so um, it's, all about a, it's all about choices. And so in my personal experience, I chose to do that. I chose to uproot myself, to, to challenge myself, to, diff, to have a different uh, experience 
of, of, of life and living, actually. So that's, that's the route that I took. I traveled and it was always been my dream to actually travel and to live in different cultures and to experience the entire world, you know, because I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, actually, I was born in the Philippines, but I, I, as a child, I, you know, my family and I immigrated to Canada, but I grew up in a small town in Canada, which was totally, um, you know, a certain, a certain group of people only, like, basically, there's mostly white people. <laughs> so it was mm-hmm. like very, as a small town in Canada with white people. And I, I, I didn't think that was just the only experience that I wanted to have even as a child even as a young person I wanted to really explore what is out there I always knew that there was a world out there and and for me uh, when I when it came that time to have that opportunity to travel and to actually live I chose that but it's not that's not to say that anybody who doesn't choose something like traveling will not be able to go through uh, fear um, they will not be able to overcome fear and doubt you know, it's really how you see um, your life, how you choose to mm. live your life that's going to, um, I guess, make it or break it. You know, it's, it's really how you're going to make the most of it or the worst of it, wherever you are. Mm. It's not about the physical place, although it does help, like uh, mm. push you out of your, your, uh, your comfort zones, literally push you out of your comfort zones and, and start asking for contribution, asking for, uh, asking to be vulnerable, because when you are traveling, you actually in this, you know, fear zone, you know, like mm-hmm. do the fear, you know, like feel the fear, but do it anyway, kind of thing mm-hmm. as, as, as people um, choose to travel or choose to work abroad as expats, just like myself. I have been, you know, I guess uprooted since I was a child from the Philippines and I lived in Canada and, you know, and then I live from dif- in different parts of the world after that, um, you know, which uh, it's related to my job. I chose a job that would enable me to travel, actually. <laughs> so, so, nice, nice. Yeah, you know, I was, a, I was a traveling teacher of English, so I could have that freedom to travel. So it depends on really what, uh, what you would like to, to create in your life and what you would like to choose. So it's all really, about, yeah, like it's all about our choices. And, and it's hard for a lot of people to believe that, that they have a choice. But in fact, like every, everything that we do be and have is based on all the choices that we make. Sometimes I love we, that. Yeah. Are you good? No, no. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was saying I, I love that because I had many conversations with people and, and, uh, what I noticed is that uh, many people had the urge to to move, to go to another city, to travel, and sometimes they had the fear of, oh, if I travel, I'm I'm afraid I'll get lost, lose my luggage. I hear the most crazy uh, uh, <laughs> images or I guess, scenarios that they put in their mind. But every time, and myself included, I come back from traveling, is as if fear and doubt lessons in my, in my life it's just like it, it goes away a little bit more and, and I think to your point when you said you know experience different cultures you know things like that is almost as if I, I I take a little bit of the culture back with me and I can apply something I learned from where I traveled to my current life to help me overcome something like oh okay they did it this way in that culture or hey I got on a plane and I was on a plane for 13 hours if I could do that then I could do this <laughs> <laughs> yes you know actually because we you know as a 
like this this massive consciousness that we have as a humanity we all contribute you know we all learn and we gift and receive from one another so mm-hmm. culture yeah yeah that comes through culture that comes through language that comes through everything but and 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 you know you realize in 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 these times especially of the corona times that mm-hmm. we are all one we can actually connect to everyone online there is no more separation yeah. no barriers nothing like not at least, at least not nothing physical so it's really mm-hmm. easy to connect it's easy to 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 like um to have every culture everybody from all over the world be in contribution to what we are choosing to create in our lives or whatever we are not even choosing to create in our lives everybody is is a is a contribution when it comes to fear and doubt i think that fear and doubt is normal although it is a lie fear is a lie <laughs> but that we have mm-hmm. bought we bought from so many i don't know programs programming that we've had or lifetimes after lifetimes and we make it real and solid so it's this thing that we think it's real and we make it real and then we let it stop us from creating what it is that we'd like to create or choosing what it is that we'd like to choose yeah it's like right yeah it's just like you already have like okay fear can manifest as for example a projection or an expectation right so you have a projection of what should happen or what or an expectation of what's going to happen and it, it doesn't work out that way the universe doesn't work always on that way like you what you think is going to happen or what you project and expect is going to happen change happens um in different ways in things that you don't necessarily expect it to to be you know so um whenever we have this thing of an expectation already or a projection already what should happen what's going to happen that's when this molecule of fear sets in and that's what stops us from actually doing that that little that that one small thing of of creating something to change do you know what i mean mm. yeah like yes you, yeah you have a project. Sorry, you have a projection of like, okay, this is gonna happen. I don't know what's going to do happen. Um, or I don't, know, you know. For example, with traveling, you know, like you really want to go to one place and you want to experience living there, for example, for like, you know, some some time. And you're like, oh, but I don't know anyone. And what are they gonna think of me? And oh, it's such hassle. Or you know, and like you really you created your reality right there and then, <laughs> choosing it by already. <laughs> yeah. You already made a, you already created it that of course therefore you're not going to choose it it's not going to happen so you just wasted mm. your energy right and we don't need it in our lives and what you were saying about create your life it it mm. sounds like when, when we focus on that when, when we focus on creating we really don't have time to direct our energy towards fear and doubt because we are in that that zone of, hey, you know, I'm, I can do this. I'm focusing on this. Things are going to work in my favor because I'm being proactive. Whereas if we aren't focusing on creating, then it seems like fear and doubt gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. Actually, create, creation is this um, generative, expansive energy that is going to you know, overcome anything that you have lurking, like, you know, your, your gremlins mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to yeah. topple over whatever gremlins there is. If you're constantly creating and creation is as simple as choosing to wake up early, for example, 
you know, mm. or, or choosing to just, um, okay, I'm going to, you know, eat a little bit more, I don't know, veg, veggies today or something like this. Like something mm -hmm. so simple, like a, some, a simple choice is actually a creation. For every choice that you make creates that life that you would like to have. So it doesn't have to be this big, massive, I don't know, grandiose idea of creation. Oh, my, my mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, my big business plan or my, my dreams or my, my dream soulmate or whatever. It's not ha it doesn't have to be that big. Every little thing is actually uh, a creation. You're, and, and, mm. and every choice that you make is, creates your creation and creates awareness. When you are aware, then you don't really have this space and time for something that's not that's not going to create for your life choice creates awareness and that's how wow that is the first time i have heard that choice creates awareness wow yeah. i mean i felt that choice creates awareness that is so profound because like you were saying you're keeping it simple such as you know Breakfast or, or whatever it is, right? Just keeping it simple. Wow. If more people can focus on, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling the fear and doubt. And you mentioned it earlier, you know, feel it, but keep, keep doing it. Keep doing whatever it is that you want to do to get to where you want to be. But start off with the simple things. And I, I think if we focus on the simple things, they're like building blocks. Focus yeah. on one simple thing, another simple thing, another simple thing. And when you do a little bit of self-reflection, or it could be someone else notices what you're doing yeah. and they're giving you a little bit of praise. Now you're thinking, oh man, look how far I've gotten. Yeah. And, and it's also because it's a muscle that you need to train, right? It's like a new mm. muscle, especially for those people that don't know that you have a choice, that every choice that you make creates. Um, it's a new muscle to train and you just keep training it with little things like little reps, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. frequency here and there, little reps here and there, but it's, it's being, um, being in this, um, in this energy and this space and in this consciousness that you as an infinite being can create, can have this choice to create every Every nanosecond of your life is your creation. So everything that you do and be is actually your creation. Nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you and everything is, you, is your creation. Yeah. Mm. We, we get, you know, like it's, it's like, it's it, this, I guess this point of view, I mean, it's, it's, it's a point of view that I've, you know, I, I live by. It's like, it's like everything is, is, is my creation in, in my not necessarily my doing it's my creation I chose this I created this so it takes me out of the blame and the shame and the regret and the guilt of whoever who or whatever or the past or what's anxiety about the future it's having actually this responsibility for your life and when you're responsible for your own choices then you can create more you, you get out of your drama and the trauma of like the stories that people have and then you start buying them and making them yours when in fact they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, really, also true. Things. So simple. Really, really simple. And it is practice. It's kind of meditation. <laughs> you can, you can mm -hmm. meditate on it. <laughs> Choice creates oh, awareness. No. <laughs> I know so some people like, like no, I don't want to meditate. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, it's just something simple. Like actually, uh -huh. if we get the energy of what it really, 
okay, so I'm going to ask you then, I'm going um, to ask you, so what, um, so what do you perceive as this energy of choice creates awareness, this, this energy of choice creates awareness? Hmm, I, I perceive it as something that uh, is like a cluster of things. I look at choices like a, a collective. Yeah. Making, making choices that will steer me in, in the right direction. Sort of like, um, uh, like uh, stone, cobblestones on a pathway, lay that stone here. Okay, you made that choice and just stick to the path, stick to the path that I'm creating. And, and then I, I'll get there. So I look at it as a collective. That's beautiful. Yeah. And choice, because choices, we have infinite choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have, as, as we are infinite beings, we have naturally have infinite choices and infinite possibilities. So, so, so a lot of us in this contextual reality that we live in, we think that we are, we are limited by, the, by certain choices that we have in life you know, in this particular square box that we live in, we can only do this and do that, but not this or not that. It's like a linear reality. Something happened to me in the past, therefore it's going to happen again today or in the future. Mm. Yeah, but what if we ask the question, what, 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 what else is possible? What are my choices that, I, that, that I'm choosing today that would create more or that would create more awareness for me? You know, it's like... Um, we don't have to buy just a, a limited universe, you know? We don't have to live in, um, in a limited world. What if the opposite is true, <laughs> that it's infinite? The possibilities that we have, that what we can create, and, and like what choice you can make. And by the way, choice um, is good every 10 seconds. You can always unchoose your choice. You don't have to make it like so solid, your choice. Just because you chose something doesn't have to be, okay, a decision right away. Choice is just choice. It's not the answer just yet. It's just choice. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And you can think, okay, I chose this. Mm, no, maybe now this one. Oh, okay, not this one. And, and that's okay because really the, the possibilities are endless. And when you can, when you can choose from all this uh, I recall this, uh, like a buffet, you know, like a, like a buffet yeah. of choice. Yes, it's, it really mm -hmm. is infinite. It really is infinite. We, what would it take for all of us to perceive, to be, and to know, and to receive that we have infinite choices every moment of our lives? Yeah. That makes so much sense. And I really love how, how you stress that you can make choice after choice after choice and i believe part of the reason why people are in that fear and doubt zone for longer than they want to be is because they feel like once they made one choice they have to stick with it if they change and they may be called a hypocrite or <laughs> uh you know you're, you're phony or something like that because what if you made a choice and it just didn't work out and now it's like oh my gosh here come the labels <laughs> <laughs> well actually they don't uh, it's that's a decision that they made it's not a choice because choice actually invites more when when somebody mm -hmm. th yeah it's a misapplied and misidentified definition of choice when you have decided something and you think it's unchangeable right yeah mm -hmm. i chose mm -hmm. this and therefore i decided that's like energetically it's like a decision already because you don't think you can change it you decided it mm -hmm. you, you, you have concluded that that's it that is it for you 
and nothing else mm-hmm. is going to come out of that. Yeah. So it has more like a solidity, like it's, it's like not, not, not changeable. Whereas the energy of choice is malleable, it's, um, you know, acoustical, it's flexible, it's like, okay. And, and actually, I know, because we, everybody is afraid to be judged of, you know, okay, change your mind all the time, and she's schizophrenic, mm-hmm. schizophrenic or... Right, <laughs> right, right. She's right. a flake, you know, she's flaky, yeah. yeah. She's flaky. <laughs> But actually, you know, like this is, again, like we have made so, what have we made so vital and valuable and real about judgments that we make it part of our reality in order for us not to be who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So all the judgments, the the agendas and the inventions and the lies that keep us from being forward, from being who we truly be like, you know, so we're, there's so many layers that we put on like a ghillie suit on ourselves mm-hmm. that we hide who we truly be. So when we, when we let judgment or whatever judgment, by the way, is positive can be positive, right? If I say you're pretty, that's a positive judgment. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily right, a, right. A, a, yeah, it's like judge. So when we buy into the, um, when we buy into the judgment, when we align, agree, or resist and react to a particular judgment, uh, we get hooked either way. So what if actually everything that we receive, what we perceive as judgment is just an interesting point of view. Mm. It's just an interesting point of view. I yep. like that. Just an interesting point of view. And you really have a great grip on fearing that, which is why, again, I love that you came on the show to talk about this. So was it a, a point in your life that you didn't realize you were experiencing fear and doubt? Because I know you talked about making choices. Was there a time in your life where you thought, oh, this was the choice I was supposed to make? but not realizing fear and doubt were, were driving it until you got to this point now where you're just like, oh, that's fear and doubt and I got it and I'm going to do my due diligence to knock that out the ballpark. Sure, you know what? Like, I mean, before I got to this point, I've always had that fear and doubt, but, I, but for some reason, it was actually the fear that drove me to, to move literally everywhere in the world. Mm. <laughs> in, a, in, a strange way, <laughs> in a strange way I'm like okay I'm afraid I'm gonna do it you know it was it was really weird like that but the thing with doubt now that's another thing that even it's like a constant it's it's a constant program um, uh, process for me to work on you know mm. you know from time to time I will still be like gripped with this uh, imposter syndrome, you know, like doubting myself, Mm -hmm. doubting my capacities. And then, and then, and then when I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, whose point of view is that? (laughs) Who does that belong to? You know, like, Mm. yeah, like it's, this is another tool actually of access consciousness. It's like, well, wait a minute, who does this belong to? What am I making so real about this thought like if if i didn't believe you know who would i be without this particular thought 
this particular thought of, okay, I doubt myself, I'm not good enough. Okay, that's not actually true. I'm not good enough. Okay, what if I'm actually buying into everybody's consciousness who's in the same field of coaching or, or, or spiritual work that they think they're not good enough? Because that is, we are energetic beings. We tap into everybody's energies all the time. Right. So when I get into that, I'm like, ah, okay, interesting. That's an interesting point of view that I have that point of view, <laughs> interesting point of view that I had that point of view. I catch myself, you know, I have the tools now, so I could catch myself that I'm doubting myself. Yeah. And like as, as infinite beings, as, as, as truly uh, magical beings, powerful, super, super men and super women that we are, we are all unique in our own way. So there is no such thing as really doubt. Doubt is another lie, right? This is another lie mm-hmm. that what? I think that we are born into this world with such greatness. Right. That, that shows up in different ways for all of us. Um, whatever you're doing that you are happy with and happy about yourself, I think that you are doing greatness in that one. You're being greatness. So we forget that. We forget that we are that when we start getting influenced by what we see on social media or doing who's doing what and who's doing not and, and things like that, the whole idea of comparison trap and the doubting sets in. So that's, um, that's when we, okay, wait a minute, doubt, this doubt, is it mine? <laughs> I don't doubt myself. Okay, who does it belong to? Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I say bye-bye to this doubt and then move again. That's what I, that's what I do with, with this doubt thing, which, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like I battle with it constantly, but then mm-hmm. again, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. step over you. It, it's, it's, another, it's, it's, it's another fear in disguise. Mm. I wish I can clap, but I don't want to hurt anyone's ears because <laughs> <laughs> when you said point of view, that makes so much sense and that was one of the main reasons why the title of this is working through because it's going to pop up we have to address it first so we can get through it whenever i whenever it was um a time where i was fearful of something or i doubted something i tried to avoid it it doesn't go anywhere i had to work through that and i am so grateful so so grateful that you said point of view because that is so that, that is key when you said, is this my thought? Yeah. I hope everyone writes that down, takes a picture, whatever, because that's important. We are constantly being influenced by someone else's thoughts and feelings, someone else's judgment that we was talking about earlier, social media, even if we aren't looking at social media and thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I was on vacation like her or maybe not right now because we're all like that but you get what i'm saying (laughs) you know subconsciously we're storing all that and then eventually it's going to come up to our conscious level and we might feel inadequate we may doubt ourselves even if we are successful in some way shape or form we are constantly receiving information day in and day out so to have that whose point of view is it yeah and actually yeah it is crucial and and the simple way to ask this question for every thought feeling and emotion that lurks in your head even about yourself okay for every thought feeling and emotion that you have especially about yourself your own judgments whatever you ask the question who does this belong to Mm 
When you feel heavy, it's not yours. 99.9% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions don't necessarily belong to us. They belong to other people that we have bought <laughs> in, our, in our being, in our whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so when you get the sense of the energy that it's heavy, you just say, okay, this is not mine. I return to sender. Thank you very much. I'm not taking this. Mm-hmm. That's who does it belong to, right? So that's one of the things to, to catch your, your gremlets. Who does it belong to or whatever's lurking there. Even the things uh, that you think about yourself, especially about the things that you judge yourself for. Who does it belong to? Because sometimes all these things that we think about ourselves is coming from our programs, from our parents or you know, family, religion, culture, educational background, workplace, you know, even... I don't know, another country, the news, the media, another lifetime, who knows where the point of creation of that thought and feeling and emotion mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And then after that, you ask, okay, interesting point. And another tool, sorry, uh, you can and or is this interesting point of view. It's important to say interesting point of view, all right? Because everything is just an interesting point of view. Whenever, whenever right. you, yeah, whenever, whenever you hear something, you read something on the news, what would it take for you not to align, not you, Tia, per se, <laughs> in, I'm just in general, what would it take for people to, to like, okay, you know, for every news or every, everything that somebody says that you, you would normally get offended by or with or something, you'd say, okay, to yourself, interesting point of view that you said this, interesting mm-hmm. point of view that they are saying that interesting point of view that I read this interesting point of view, just like keep saying it to yourself until the energetic charge dissipates. Because sometimes when we, when we read something or we hear something or somebody saying, saying something to us that we don't necessarily like, and we get offended, whenever we get offended and we react and resist to it, 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 uh, we get attached to that energy, right? We get hooked, yeah. So in order for us not to actually get attached to that and then buy it as our own point of view, just say, uh-huh, interesting point of view. I have this point of view of her having this point of view. Interesting point of view. She has this point of view. And even about yourself, if you find yourself judging yourself first thing in the morning, oh my God, I have gray hair. Oh my God, I'm gaining weight. Okay, interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. <laughs> you know? Yes, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> or, because, or quarantine i've been eating a lot <laughs> yes well choice creates awareness yeah <laughs> i am aware of my weight gain <laughs> yes and, uh, and so anyway you know like these uh these two tools if i can share them this these questions of who does it belong to especially in these times of quarantine and isolation who does it belong to because it's so easy to like Oh, wow, get into the drama and trauma. And there's so many stories for other people's, you know, uh, you know, crap. And, uh, and then what if everything, we can see everything. What would it take for us to see everything as interesting point of view, even including our, mm. I don't know, what we, 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 we deem as judgments to ourselves, for ourselves. We are so addicted to judging ourselves, you know. That is the biggest yeah. addiction. That's the biggest addiction, really, that kills. Not, not drugs, not alcohol, not sex, not shopping, but our addiction to judgment of ourselves. That's my yeah, because point of we, view. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yes, because, you know, we, we can get in that, that uh, zone of judging ourselves so much because we want to show up in our best light or we want to be strong 
whatever the case may be, that sometimes we block people out and that, that fear and doubt creeps in again. What if yeah. they see that I'm not as strong as I am? And that yeah. sort of goes along the line of the imposter, imposter syndrome. But I also believe that people have good intentions and they just want to be strong and, and brave and all these other, other things. And there's that, whether it's the inner child they're protecting or you know just their reputation and having to deal with that fear and doubt is just overwhelming. So do you have any rituals, that, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, that also help you stay in that zone of, hey, I see you fearing that out and you're not going to win? Yeah, well, actually, I just shared it. So whenever I, I perceive this, okay, I, I sense something like this, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, who does this belong to? Because you can ask that question every time. And because there's always things that, that, will, that, that will happen in the day or in your, in your circumstances, whatever that is, that, little, that these gremlins show up. So just ask the question all the time. I always, I always ask, who does it belong to? Wait a minute. Okay, I get the sense that, aha, uh-huh, everyone who is actually doing the same thing as I am is feeling this way. Okay, I return to this point of sender, the, the sender, return to sender with consciousness. Thank you very much. So I keep asking that, who does it belong to? And actually, when you keep asking, who does it belong to? And I challenge you, uh, whoever's listening to this, um, to, to, to ask the question for every thought, feeling, and emotion that you have, whether that's uh, especially about you or whether that's another person about you or what you read, you ask the question, who does it belong to? And you just like release and dissipate every time that you get that it's not yours. That's it. It's very simple because when we don't ask this question of who does it belong to, wow, it's so easy to make it ours. We, it's so easy to make the judgment ours. Just because it's in our head doesn't necessarily mean it belongs to us. But when we don't ask the question of who does it belong to, it's, it's an automatic response system. It's already there that we bought it. We make it solid in our body. And, in, and now it's going to be a reality, whatever that is. So if you ask the question, who does it belong to, you eliminate this, this thing, this energy, you know, you eliminate right away and dissipate. I'm like, okay, that's not mine. I don't have to buy it. Simple as that. It's, it's just a choice. Now, if you still want to keep believing it, that's another thing. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. it really, it's just like, who does it belong to is the thing that I use. And this tool of this interesting point of view. Because even if I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, I have this self-doubt. Wow, interesting point of view. I think that about myself. Interesting point of view that I cannot move forward. Interesting point of view that I have this point of view that I am not good enough. Yeah, you get the energy that it's just an interesting point of view. And then when I keep saying an interesting point of view, the energy of that starts to dissipate and soften, you know? It is a muscle to build this interesting point of view. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is like takes you out of the, to- the, it's being in total allowance. It takes you out of uh, aligning and agreeing, which is like the 
positive part of it or the resistance and the reaction, which is the negative part of a point of view. When you are in total allowance means anything, you can receive everything without having a kind of charge to that particular point of view. It lessens more and more. It doesn't mean you cannot have an opinion, which is different, right? You can have your opinion. It doesn't mean you're a doormat when you are in an interesting point of view and a total allowance. It's just that you have a choice to actually align and agree with it or see it as everything as just interesting. Okay, got it. Yeah. So I, I, when, when you were talking about, you know, asking the question over and over again, I was picturing myself just writing it down, you know, who, who interesting point is this? Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Is that something that you encourage uh, people when they come to you for help to write that down, recite it? Or do you, do you say like, talk it out loud? How is that approach for them to like really get down and, and also remember it so they can do that self-reflection? Well, actually the who does this belong to? It always refers to your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Because a lot of people say, oh, I feel sad. Okay, for example, these days many people are saying, I feel sad. No, what if it's actually you are perceiving sadness? And who does it belong mm. to? Sometimes when people say, I feel sad, but I don't know why I feel sad. Okay, well, who does it belong to? Then if you don't know who does it, <laughs> or if it's, you know, like you don't know why. And just by asking it, it doesn't mean that they have to think who does it really literally belong to, but it just okay. gives you that awareness of like, okay, actually, yeah, it's, 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 it's not really mine. Like, I, I don't feel sad. I, I don't have that. You know, it gets them into that, that space of them. Because we've just perceived all kinds of thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Mm. When you say, I am sad, unless there's, mm -hmm. a, there, there's a reason and justification that you are really sad. But we, we, we think that we are sad because of this and that and that or whatever that is, it's like we are actually perceiving just these energies of people around us. You know, some, mm -hmm. so like this question of who does this belong to, and it's not, it's different from where this is coming from, actually. The, the, okay. the, the energy of the sentence, the question is, who does this belong to? Like, mm -hmm. who does it belong to? Yeah, who does it belong to? Who does it belong to? And you get the heaviness, okay, it's not mine. You just, you know, return to sender, wherever that came from. This is what I always uh, say to people when they come with some kind of issue. I will ask them, well, who does it belong to? And if they say it's theirs, then it's theirs. And that's their issue. Or we, we work on whatever they have, mm -hmm. right? But it's a lot of, most of the time when I ask this question to people, they, they, they say that, I don't know, you know, like they go, I don't know, or, or not, not really mine, or, I think it's mine, you know, it's like there's the, when, when it's got oh, that energy, yeah, like when there's that energy, it's like, okay, you, yeah, it's, it's not really yours because you cannot, you cannot affirmatively say mine. <laughs> yeah, so who does it belong to is, is really a magical tool that can just change your life. Just being, it, it helps you, it's a, it's a tool of awareness. It's, mm -hmm. it's a tool of awareness. It's a tool that will help you, um, just be aware, be, be more self-aware of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And of course, there's the man too. Yeah, this, this needs to be taught in, in, in middle school because when you said you are perceiving sadness, 
I know that was a shift in gears for a lot of people because as you were saying throughout the, the this episode is, you know, we are really, we pick up a lot of things and we are, we are dealing with fear and doubt. We are making choices. We are creating our life. And when we do that, we tend to be around people who we think are on the same path of creating our life or creating the life that they want that, like I was saying, matches our vibe. But what if we were perceiving something and taking it as our own mm, and now we yeah. are taking it on a deeper level and thinking that it's us? Exactly. Thank you for mentioning that. What a game changer. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What a game yeah. changer. Yeah, uh, absolutely. This is where we uh, get stuck. <laughs> this is where we get, oh my God you know so what a, what if a simple question a question opens up more possibilities actually so what if a simple question like who does it belong to could open up more for our own self-awareness mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. so how because I'm, I'm just i'm well I'm, I'm so amazed because what you are saying of course makes so much sense and you break it down so well. And I just wish it was taught <laughs> early on in life because we just absorb so much. Yes. And we do take on a lot of people's problems and we put our own thoughts, feelings, concerns, et cetera, to the back burner. So oh, when yes. we do finally dive into ourselves, that shadow aspect, that stuff that's just not in the light, it, it's scary. And then here comes the fear and doubt. And then we, we kind of step back. You know, I, I, I don't want to look at that. that that's, that's too too much, too dark, too gloomy. But it's really not dark and gloomy because you just said we're, we're, we're making choices. Yeah. Creating our it, life. Right. And, and like there's really no space for that fear and doubt when you ask who does it belong mm-hmm. to because it won't even enter your world. So it's just... Um, it's like this energetic Clorox for the fear and doubt, <laughs> the questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how do you decompress? Because I, I feel like working through fear and doubt and helping people requires a lot of energy. So how, how do you decompress? <laughs> wow. Actually, it does require, but also like, because I love what I do and this is something mm-hmm. that... Um, I don't know. I'm just, it's, I'm being it, you know, some, it's different when you are doing, you know, when you are being what you love, it's nothing is really mm-hmm. that, nothing is really, you know, draining or nothing is really that tiring unless you, you think it will drain or try or tire you. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, I just to, to, to compress, actually, I get my, um, uh, we have, and there is an access consciousness, this um, body process called access bars. Right now, we cannot do that bar- bars because we, we cannot touch each other's heads. It's actually touching the 32 points in the head, that, that the energy points in the head that, that relate to the limitations that you have in your life. It's called access bars. And it's a part of access consciousness, uh, where, what I am a facilitator of. So we, we do this access bars. And in access consciousness, there's a lot of tools, a lot of energetic tools, and a lot of questions and processes that I use to decompress. So such as mm-hmm. questions, just simple, uh, simple questions as who does it belong to? The, the simple tool of interesting point of view, like that gets me out of my, uh, you know, like this, this mind chatter, this, this monkey brain, this mind tripping. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, this is how I decompress because for me, like I, like everything is from is in the head. You know, everything can can go in the head, and it, you know, whatever's mm-hmm. going in your head is affecting your body. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I would start with that. I decompress by that, and I decompress by walking with with no phones, with with nothing. you know, with everything that's around me. I think it's very important to be, to, to have this sense of presence with everything that is around you too. You know, just being aware with no, with no, no, no agenda, you know, with no thoughts, with really no, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I could say I meditate, but when I used to do that, but nowadays I'm more like into the walking meditation where I'm actually just focusing on um, the movement. Every, you know, like whatever I'm looking at is where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite things to do is, is take a walk. But at nighttime, I love the nighttime air. I think it's magical. And there's something about <laughs> walking at night that I love. And yeah. I, I like that you mentioned, you know, movement and walking, because sometimes when I say meditation, some people say, oh, I, I fall asleep when I meditate. I can't sit still for that long. I can't get my mind quiet. Well, here you are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> go out there in nature okay there are there well, are multiple yeah. forms of meditating <laughs> exactly i mean you know um being with nature and being in nature is a state of oneness and that is basically the state that is uh we are trying to achieve in you know meditation is the state of oneness mm-hmm. this the state uh the theta you know slash gamma coherent state of being all at one with all that is one walking can do that without distractions, mm-hmm. of course, without your phone. <laughs> right. Yes, movement, exactly. Yeah, move, movement for the sake of movement is meditation, right? Whatever that is, you know, um, actually uh, Buddhism uh, espouses that, like whatever you're doing, be that. You know, you're washing dishes, you're washing mm-hmm. dishes. Yes. Without anything else mm-hmm. in mind. Yeah. So just being present and being aware and being mindful of that thing that you are being and doing at that moment that's my simple meditation i don't sit anymore i used to but uh, (laughs) i need to move i can't sit all day in the house (laughs) especially now right where we yeah (laughs) oh my god yes i I, i've been having dance parties i mean i i do that anyway (gasps) but it's really been helping me yeah so um on Zoom? No, no, just just with me, me and my, my brother. Uh, maybe I should do that on Zoom with some of my friends. Yeah, I, I just create an 80s playlist because I just love 80s music. And, me too. and I just dance. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just <laughs> I just rock out. No shame. Yeah, but I, I also dance in public anyway, so that's another story. <laughs> I love dancing, actually. I love dancing, too. I, I uh, used to teach Nia. I don't know if you know Nia. It's a holistic movement mm-hmm. practice. Uh, yeah nia nia it's uh it's uh based, it's founded by by an american actually um debbie rosa mm. it's NIA, nia and uh, you might uh, find it interesting because it's a combination of dance movement uh yoga and martial arts and it's holistic it's spiritual it's uh it's really cool wow but, I have to look, that ah, up. look it up look it up yeah and it's it invites you to dance your body's way. Mm-hmm. 
interesting point of view of dancing. Yeah. Get in your own zone. In your own Any zone, final, yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Any final thoughts? Well, um, so I want to invite the listeners to practice these two tools that we just uh, were talking about, the who does it belong to and for every thought, feeling, and emotion and interesting point of view for every thought, of every thought, feeling, and emotion about you, especially about you and especially, and uh, of course, others, especially during this time, you know, the Corona time. And uh, yes, and keep moving. Don't stop. <laughs> that's right don't stop <laughs> soul to soul keep moving don't stop yeah that's right don't yeah. stop keep on moving exactly <laughs> add, add that to your playlist <laughs> yes back to life right yes, back exactly. to reality <laughs> well <laughs> we can have a dance party tea next time you will be right. you. It will be a new, it's, it will be like a dance cast. You know, actually I saw on Instagram, there is, um, uh, what is this? Uh, social disdancing. You know oh, about well, it? I did not see that. No, Everybody, I, I did not know about that. <laughs> everybody's on Zoom dancing. Wow. Okay. All right. I need to join one of these Zooms. I, I, I've been on house party with my friends and we've been playing the, the games in the house party app, but I, I didn't know about the, the Zoom distance, social distancing uh, dancing. Wow. All right. <laughs> Somebody needs to invite me to that party. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I need to join that party. <laughs> well, everyone, I am sending you so many blessings. Please be kind to yourself. Until next time, take care. Thank you. As always, Spiritual Trailblazer, Thank you for tuning in. Do make sure to stop by and visit me at tiamariejohnson.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe. Last but not least, be kind to yourself. I'm rooting for you and I'm sending you so many blessings. Until next time.